Crosby, he's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby, his second of the game. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. All right, boys and girls, welcome back. This is episode 17 of the best podcast out there. This is The Rush with the boy, Max Crosby. I'm your co-host, Broken Roback. We got our brothers, DT, Creel in the house. We appreciate you boys jumping in here. Um, it's it. Sorry, it's going to be a crazy, crazy week upcoming, but we did want to come in here and uh, just chop it up a little bit with you guys. Um, we'll get to what the week's going to be uh, looking like for us. Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, Sin City, so it's only right that we got the king of Las Vegas with us and taking us around. Um, we'll be on Media Row. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of great stuff, so we will touch on that. But Max, we appreciate you, bro. We know that you're recovering, you're healing, you're grinding every single day. So coming on here and uh, talking to the people, we appreciate that. Um, you already know. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, let's start it off, man. How's the how's the knee going? How's the knee and the rehab? How's that going for you? Yeah, I mean the knee is getting a lot better. Um, it's been shit about eight, I would say eight nine days now uh, since the surgery. So uh, we've been we've been getting better. I've been in the building, obviously, you know, bright and early, getting after it, doing what I can do. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a process, you know, with the the way the bursa is and how the surgery went. Um, you know, Elitraj, shout out to Doctor Elitraj, the best in the game. Uh, he had to really he had to go all the way. He said so. Basically, explaining it, my bursa was destroyed and dismantled. So. When I blew it up the first time, that's like, okay, it, you know, could possibly heal if you get off it and whatever. But I played 16 straight weeks with it in practice and ran and all type of shit. So it just kept getting worse. And every game I kept landing on it and it kept blowing up. So obviously, you know, it got infected at one point. It was just all types of fucked up. But the more you keep pounding on it, it's like a compressor. So it's like getting a softball and smashing it. So it didn't just, wasn't just in my knee. It was going all the way down into my tibia. So I was feeling that pain. I had no idea that that was because of the bursa, but it was like tender as fuck in the in the front of my shin. And that it was because of that. So he had to go all the way down there, get all that shit out of there. It was going through the side of my knee. And it explains because I had points in the season where the side of my knee was fucking hurting me. I would have like pains in the front of my quads. And it was because the bursa was just smashed and it was going through all the fuck. Basically over half my leg was fucking had that shit through it and it was infected and fucking all mangled. So he had to literally go in there. The surgery ended up being three hours and it was supposed to be like an hour and a half. He had to get every little bit of it. He had to carterize it and close it. So I go in there Monday. I'm boom. I'm going to lift, do my thing. Boom. I do an upper body. I was just ready to fucking, I had to do something. I was going to lose my mind. Then we get on the FaceTime after he's like, listen, you are not lifting anymore. The rest of the week, you cannot lift. If your blood pressure gets too high, it can fuck the surgery up and all this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm like, all right. So now I'm just strictly rehab. So the whole week I was rehabbing, doing my thing. I'm in there fucking six, 645. Nobody's to be seen, but I'm just getting trying to get to it. You know what I mean? Just keeping my, my mental right because it's the hardest thing for me. You, know, you guys know me. I'm go always. And I've had to pause a little bit, but I think everything happens for a reason. It's a blessing in disguise. So. For me, it's been, you know, getting off, you know, not doing exactly what I'm used to doing, but at the same time, you know, work hard in a different way. So it's a process. Everything's going well. Um, I got my surgery Tuesday, um, getting the stitches taken out Monday. So I'm going to be in L.A. for a couple of days. I'm um, going to get that right. 
Um, but after that, I'll be fully, you know, repaired and then going to have the, you know, the UCL little rehab and all that stuff, which won't be nearly as long as the knee. Knee will be about two to three months till I'm a hundred percent. Um, okay. but yeah, besides that, everything's great. You know, for me, it's about finding that 1%, bro. I've meal prep still every single day since the season ended. I feel great. Just about protecting my, my mental because I know myself, uh, I want to just go all the time and it's forcing me to stop, which is, you know, I think it's happening for a reason. So it's a good thing. For sure. I think everyone has their own reasons why they go to the gym, why they lift, why they do what they do. But I think obviously for me, for you, for probably a majority of people out there, it's more, more so for that mental, uh, that mental sanity. Right. So, um, Max, yeah. would you say like this injury to you is the most annoying or toughest injury that you've gone through so far being in the league? Cause you've had a couple of surgeries, right? And, uh, just curious kind of where it stacks up and yeah. I'm sure it's testing you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a, it was a battle, you know, I can't sit here and say, you know, people have had much worse, you know, I didn't have any ligament damage, which is great. You know, I didn't have any, you know, anything like that in my knee. So that's a blessing in itself. So, you know, it could be worse. So that's kind of just, that's just my mindset in general. Like it could be worse it's two to three months. I'm gonna fucking crush it and do what I do. Um, I had the labrum that was supposed to be, they were like four to six months. I was fucking back rolling in three months, perfectly fine by OTA. So, um, I know I'm gonna put in above and beyond work and be more than good. So, um, yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's definitely been the most irritating just because it's a lower, lower extremity. You know what I mean? It's not like a uh, shoulders. Like I right, fuck it. Like I'll be good. Like you fight through that shit or you put a wrap on it and you're good. But like when it affects the way you're running and shit like that, and you got to keep draining it and draining it, draining it. Like that shit was a pain in the ass and I hate needles already. So on top of it, it was just like, this is terrible, but, um, it was a process, bro. And it honestly, it made me grow just as a, as a competitor, as a, as a leader, as a man, like knowing I could get through some hard shit, um, and still come out and play my best every single Sunday. Um, that's honestly what I got, you know, what I took from it. It's like, I know it's not perfect. I know everybody's going through shit. Um, you know, specifically in my case, like, you know, I literally put my fucking life on the line to go out there and play. Um, and I'm always, you know, go above and beyond to go help my team win. So at the end of the day, I, I know I grew mentally. I know I grew physically. Um, and it just, it gets me more excited, you know, get this shit back, rolling a hundred percent, get the wheel 1,010%. So next year I'll be flying even faster and doing, you know, playing at an even higher level. So I'm excited, bro. Hey man, are you bending it at least nowadays? I know it's pretty stiff. So I feel I mean, like I'm Pat Mack be asking Aaron like where his what where he's at in his rehab. Same shit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's same shit. You know, for right now I'm only thirty degrees, so it's barely any bend. I gotta keep it in this brace and I gotta keep it compressed. So after the surgery, um, we knew there was gonna be some dead blood that was kind of sitting in the in the uh, in my knee, not in the joint, but on the outside. And, um, that was a motherfucker. So my knee looked disgusting. I mean, I could put pictures right. in here. People probably don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, today, um, we talked to Alatrosh, obviously. Um, and he said to just monitor it, see how it's doing. And we might, you know, have to drain it. So that's okay. And today I had to go in there, fucking drain it. And that felt a million times better. So it was great, but. I fucking hate getting a needle in the side of my knee and I'm sick of doing that shit. So I don't plan on doing it many more times, but it's normal. Everything's going normal and, and we're ahead of schedule. So life is good. There's Shout out to uh, 
that your long ass is fitting. There's no way your long ass is fitting behind the steering wheel. So you got Rage taking you to training facility bright and early every morning, or no? You know, I uh, I can't drive. That you're you're right about that. But Ansley Moore, yeah, uh, yeah, no, switching feet. I wish, I wish. See, uh, yeah, Ansley, uh, she works for the team. Uh, she's a legend. She's good friends with Rachel too. So she, uh, she's been my chauffeur for the past week and she picks me up six 30 every morning and we, uh, oh, hop in the whip and we, we, yeah, big yeah, shout out to Ansley. She's she also, uh, passed or sent all of our gifts that Max sent to us for Christmas. Right, Max? Yes. Yep. She was secret Santa. Y'all met her obviously in the suite and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. she, uh, she's a G she's a G Legendary. she's holding it down for the redheads. No doubt. Last thing I'm going to hit on with the knee and we'll move on. But I got to know, because uh, when you come out of surgery, you're all weird. You might be saying some goofy ass shit. Max, yes. was there anything off the wall that you were mouthing off to the to the doctors on? And if so, did anybody catch it on camera? Did you have any of those weird moments or conversations? <laughs> no, I, honestly. So usually I'm like aggressive and I'm like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on kind of deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. So super surprising. Um but yeah, no, honestly, I was super calm. Like, I remember like coming out of it and I, I remember I was there, but I was like slowly coming back into it and I started kind of seeing what was going on. And then I was like super calm. Like Rachel said, I was super calm. Um, I was obviously, I'm always like really outgoing when I'm, I'm coming out of surgery like that. So I have pictures of my phone. I didn't even realize for some reason I'm sitting there like this, taking a picture with the, uh, one of the nurses. <laughs> Like throwing up the deuces and doing funny shit like that. So that had me laughing. I'm just scrolling through my phone. For some reason, I'm looking through my pictures and I'm like, wait, what? And it was some, yeah, someone's grandmother just throwing up the deuces with her. I love it. So and they're yeah, sharing with classic. their entire family in a group chat too. Yeah. So that's a plus. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. For sure. You're still just like accountants and bankers coming, old guys coming for surgery. All of a sudden, Max Crosby wheels in, you know, let go stuff. Just chilling. Hey, a man of the people, whether he's under or he's out and about walking around. So I'm sure they can appreciate <laughs> gotta that. Got to be. Got to got to show love everywhere. Um, oh, what I want to ask you is this big weekend, uh, it was UFC, right? We had Strickland, we had Duplessis. Everyone saw your interview on ESPN with you and Sean sitting down. Before we talk about the fight, um, obviously you and Sean have grown a lot closer to each other. You got a good relationship. You punch each other for free, which is fucking mind-blowing to me, but it's awesome at the same time. Um, Max, what was it like to sit down with Sean? Because I'd love to get him on on the podcast at some point. It, like we said, it yeah, might take an hours of editing and that's okay hours. but yeah um what was it like for you just to be able to sit in that moment because you're a big fight junkie guy you love the ufc you're kind of part of like the build-up to the fight so to speak but what was it like to see a fighter in his element up close and personal and then also a close friend at the same time yeah it's dope you know obviously um i was fired up about the opportunity you know they hit me up and wanted me do a little interview with them, you know, the week of the fight. So I was like, hell yeah. I haven't seen Sean since, you know, the off season. So um, it's always love. Like he's, you know, people have their opinions. Obviously, you know, he says some off the wall shit, but at the end of the day, like he's genuine and uh, he's a real one. So um, we sat down, had a great talk and everything. And um, it's kind of crazy, like seeing, you know, from a different perspective, you know, we're all athletes at the end of the day. We grew up playing. We all played our whole life. And like, that's what we know. But when you tap, you go to like the other side, when it comes to fighting, like it's one-on-one, -on -one. it's not a team sport. 
it's you versus this dude. And like, this is the first title defense he had. And I could tell like he was laid back, super calm. He's ready, prepared. And I had no doubt in my mind he was going to go out there and, and do his thing. And I truly believe he did. And in my opinion, I believe he won the fight. In Dana's opinion, he believed he won the fight. I truly think it was 2-2 going into the into the fifth. And it was, you know, whoever wins the fifth is going to take the fight. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not going to say the, the amount of money. Hurt. I'm not, yeah, the headbutt hurt, but I'm not going to say the amount of money I lost on the fight. Um, <laughs> but I'm very upset that Sean lost. And uh, I'm going to just give a big shout out to James Harden for saving the weekend. But um, that's for another time. But on top of it, on top of it, saved the whole weekend. So, Harden, Harden, you are the GOAT. And Darian believes in you fully as well. So, yeah, he, he brought us back to life. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, Sean, I, I believe they got to run it back. I think it would be a great – I think everyone would tune in to the rematch. It was a great first fight. It was a banger. Either way, you know, you got to give your respect to, to Dreykus because he, he he did his thing too. So, um, I think everybody wants to see a rematch. Izzy's already lost a few times in the last couple of years. Like, let them run it back. We'll see what happens. And then – Go from there. You know what I mean? Those two dudes are the best in the division. Let them go duke it out one more time. I think that's what the fans want. I agree. I feel like they're almost – you tell me if I'm wrong, but I felt like they're almost pushing the Duplessis and Adesanya thing so hard that it was almost like he they were going to give it to, to du, Duplessis no matter what. But in my opinion, it's like you got to do more if you're take, trying to take the belt off the champion. You know what I mean? Like yes. you have to – it has to be – like unanimous. okay, obvious, yeah. unanimous. Yeah, yeah. Yes. like I don't 100%. know if you go away, but what the fuck? I feel like a no, 50-50 toss up goes back to the champ. Yeah, yes. no, no doubt. I feel like even if it's fifty-five, forty-five, the contender, you—that's not enough. You got to go in there and take it. You either finish, finish the champ, or then you give it to the. You know what I mean? It's got to be like clear and decisive um, when it comes down to that. So honestly, it was disappointing. Um, I think Dana. I think Dana said the same thing. He, you know, what we're talking about is like if you're gonna take the take the belt. You got to take it convincingly. So yes. that's just the crazy part to me. And then you look at the striking numbers, and Strickland landed 50 more punches. So yeah. it's like he won out of four rounds. Four out of the five rounds, he outstruck him. So where did do places win? Because he landed some bigger shots. It is what it is. Sean was never stumbled. Yeah. He was never banged up. He was never wobbly at any point. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And then you, you talk about the takedowns. Honestly, you could look at it as, oh, he took him down six times. He got up he got immediately right up. every time and got zero damage on the ground. So are you giving that a plus to Drakus for can't, not being able to hold him down and getting right back up? Like, it's more impressive that Strickland didn't let him land a punch on the ground. So it's like, it's kind of weird, bro. Like, honestly, I think, I think it was bad. But that's, when it comes to the judges, I mean, that's what comes with it. If you let it go to the judges then you're at risk of, you know, that happening. It happened to uh, Strickland just last year when he fought uh, Cannonier. Everyone thought Strickland won. He landed more punches. It was close. But then they gave Cannonier the split decision. So, like, I mean, those can go either way. So, it's just – it's tough. And I know Sean is is not happy about it. And uh, he wants that rematch. And they're trying to push the Izzy shit. But, like, honestly, I mean, Izzy's already lost twice out of his last, I think – what twice out of his last three fights so yeah. i mean give strickland give strickland another shot yeah i'd love to see it because what they say is you're not really a champion until you defend your belt and i know that yeah. shit probably eats sean up 
um, and he wants to prove it. You know what I'd hate to see or hate to be is the person who's fighting Sean in his next fight. Because one thing you know, when he comes off a loss or he's screwed in some way in a decision, he is coming going to come out and put a full-blown clinic on on the next fight. Yes. So I don't know if I'd want to be taking that next fight uh, with, with uh, Strickland. But No, he's, he's going to terrorize whoever he steps in there. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath. And that's the thing. If they throw in Whitaker after he just got knocked out his last fight, Strickland's going to go in there and butcher him. Good old Bobby Knuckles? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he might be declining butcher. a little bit, which sucks. But uh, It sucks. He's, he's been quickly, knocked out a few times. How quickly does Strickland bounce back and fight again? What do you guys think on that one? I bet he fights immediately. I think I so, mean, too. I, immediately. Gonna he's going to fight the next three months. Yeah, he's going right he, back. He doesn't stop. No question. No He's question. probably already sparring, even with his eye all messed up. If I mean, if I had a guess, they do sparring every day. I was going to say, if you take out that headbutt, even just like the optics of it, Strickland was untouched. And plus, his face was fucked sitting there in the, the press conference. Bro, I mean, yeah. looks like he got hit by a two-by-four crowbar. Both. By two people. Both. Yeah, <laughs> both. No, literally, both his both. face was brutalized like mm-hmm. his eyes blown out everything and strickland besides the cut like he had some bumps and bruises whatever like yeah no doubt Not places that. landed some big shots but like if you really sit there and watch the fight i gotta watch it again just Me to too. you know what i mean get a better grasp but like as the fight went on like strickland's jab was there the whole time he was jabbing 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 and it's not as flashy as throwing big looping haymakers and kicks yeah. and shit but he he places was not landing damage. nearly as much no no. And not as damaging, too. And that's what they're going to take into account is the damage that you've done, which sucks yes. because they should be able to, like, go back and review, which they might be able to, so I could be wrong, but go back, review, see if there was a headbutt. Because I didn't know. Darian, we watched the fight together. Did yeah. you know? We didn't know we got headbutted till I don't no. think until Sean said something no. the next day. No. Yep, no and then they showed the replay. They showed the replay, and it's cracked his straight head to head, split his yeah, head. Yeah, start leaking. I'm like, what the fuck just leaking. happened? Like, we just missed it. Some people love head to head. Max, you said Strickland. I know people. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned how Strickland landed about fifty more punches, right? A lot more activity. Changing gears a little bit, you're about fifty more tackles than the next guy in the defensive uh, player of the year finalist awards. Yeah. So first off, congratulations, bro, being uh, nominated for being uh, in the top five, baby. Defensive player of the year. Let's go, boy. Let's big time. Wait, it shows you fucking won it. Come on. Yeah, stop playing. Yeah, it's That's crazy, big. bro. Congratulations, it's a bro. Hell yeah, it's bro. a blessing. I appreciate it, bro. We talked about it. Literally, I talk about it every single day. That's why I work the way I work. It's nothing but a blessing, bro. I'm so fired up. Um, just being recognized. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into it, but it's it's a blessing. It's not not taking anything against it. You know, everyone knows how I feel about it. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know. It's just a blessing, and I know more is just the beginning of where we're going. Yeah. So that's what pushes me. Um, you know, even being second team All Pro, like that still bothers me. Um, of course. And it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I know it's for a reason, and I know I'm only gonna take off to another level um, this upcoming year. Yeah, obviously we're pumped for you, and uh, it's well deserving. I know, Darian. I don't want to jump into his FanDuel <laughs> DraftKings account because I already know how much is placed on you, and, uh, and likewise for the boys. Yeah, we yeah. we the the belief and the loyalty runs thick here. So yeah, we were, uh, right. that's investing. It just keeps yeah. sprinkling all season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Who needs stocks? Who needs stocks and bonds? I mean, it's, it's worthless. That's right. Uh, Max, but do you think, I know we're focused on this year and all that stuff, but you had a great year. You've also had a lot yeah. of other great years leading up to this. Do you think like you could have been nominated for any other years past other than this year? And then also on top of that, is this the standard moving forward? Like you want to be in the top five every single year, defense player of the year, um, along with winning the Super Bowl, obviously team goal and personal goals. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, you know, in the past, I feel like, you know, these last three seasons, I've gotten better in different ways every single year. Um, you know, statistically, production-wise, uh, impact, effect on the game. Um, I feel like these past three years, I could have been considered in that top five. I feel like there's not – it's hard to find five guys that do what I do um, on a Sunday on a consistent basis. So, um, for me, like, you know – my whole life, my whole story is I've, you know, I've, I feel like I always had to go above and beyond to prove my worth, and I'll run that marathon. And I talked about this, um, you know, this past off season, like last year when I didn't make the All Pro, I was, I was like violently mad, um, but it, it really made me <laughs> sit back and think about everything. Like, yeah, I was, I was not happy um, at all, but it made me, you know, going into the off season. It was exactly what I needed going into this year because I didn't let it. It was in my mind all off season. And for yeah. me, all you have to do is, is give me a reason. And I'm always looking for that reason. And I'm always looking. So even if I have to make it up or create something in my head, like to get me going, that's what I need. And, um, you know, I never want to be comfortable. It's, and I talk about it all the time. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's not about the recognition. Um, for me, if you're, if you're playing for all those reasons, like you're not going to be who you are. You're not going to be the best version of yourself. Obviously I love it. I want to make as much money as I possibly can. I want to take care of my family and, and friends and everybody involved like that. Of course that's important, but you get to that by doing the shit every single day and okay. constantly learning and exploring, okay, how can I take this shit to a different level? How can I sleep better? How can I recover better? How can I do this? And like, y'all know what I do. I tell y'all every day, I got a sauna in the crib now and I got this cold plunge in the house because on the weekends and off season, I, I don't go in the building. You know what I mean? I'm not in there Saturday, Sunday. So now I could do it seven days a week instead of five. So that's just that 1%, you know what I mean? And I talk about it all the time. It's just about every little detail matters. And um, that's what's important to me. So yeah, I, I truly believe the last three years I could have been in that top five, but finally getting that recognition, that's what, um, that's the reason I work. And um, obviously the most important thing is winning. And if I'm able to do this and continue to get better, which I know I'm going to, it's going to help our team get better. And that's all that matters and put us in positions where I'm playing right now. You know what I mean? There's, I, I hate that I got to be sitting here at home and I'm fucking going stir crazy because I'm watching these dudes rush. And I'm like, I need to be on the fucking field right now. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what gets me going. It gets me motivated. So, um, yeah, bro, for me, I know I know where I'm going. I know the work I put in every day. And um, this is the standard, you know, the standard is undisputed number one, 1%. That's what I, that's what it is every day. And, you know, for me, um, I, every off season, I go back to the drawing board. I sit with my team, my nutritionist, my strength coaches, everybody. And we break down, what are we going to do? What are we going to, how are we going to take that next step? Um, and this year is refinement and elevation. I told y'all, um, I told y'all this, my foundation, I built an incredible foundation um, this year, you know, the start of the off season, I've had to pivot and go down a different street, but the goal and the mission is still the same. So I got the knee, I got to get the thumb, but there's still ways to go around it. There's still ways to improve. And 
and take that next step. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm just fired up, bro. Like that shit, I can, you're getting me going, but I can shit go on all day. But I'm <laughs> multiple. I'm ready to rock, bro. Multiple Not foundations. Only, also, multiple, the Max Crosby just, Foundation. Also, you know what I mean? Dustin Creel is rocking right now, which yeah, I highly appreciate. Um, but yeah, bro, we, we, we uh, we're excited, bro. Like the guy. standard is the standard, bro. I want to be the best in the world, um, regardless of position, bro. You're good. Before I send it to UDT, it's only right, Max, that you're finding a way in finding an edge because you're rocking the Jordan uh, sweatshirt right now. And in the last yeah. dance, which I know you'll probably have on every morning when you wake up, uh, just knowing you. But he talks about shit that would normally, you're like, is he looking for a problem? But he even says, like, I have to look for an edge. I look for things that either piss yeah. me off or when you're that great for so long, which you're trending in that direction, bro. It's, it's like, how can I, what can piss me off? What can drive me? Like, do you find yourself probably doing the same thing right about now? No, when I, I literally got that from him, bro. I 100% got that from him. And that's my personality. I'm a competitive motherfucker. And I always am looking for a reason to do my thing you know what i mean pop off and go find a way to go harder so yeah i definitely got that from him and that's like you know I, that's another announcement that's coming soon but we'll keep that on the hush but you already know what it is um but at the end of the day like that's what you know when you do it over and over and over again and everyone's okay you're doing great you're doing this and then you get more haters and they're like oh he's not tj he's not this guy so it's like you're constantly battling but it's becoming more of a more of a discussion which is a great thing um but for me that's not what it's about. I used to worry about all the outside and all this fucking noise. But when I'm at my best, bro, I'm present. I'm in my own head. I'm sane. I'm silent. I'm fucking silent killer. You know what I mean? I'm, I already know what's about Some to happen. Would say when you're I Some would say I'm Zen. You know what I mean? Exactly. You start with a fresh slate. Where's my can? Well, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's only 40 million boxes there. We'll find exactly. One. Somewhere. But uh, you know what I mean? It's just uh, you just got to bottle up all your emotions and lock in and you'll be straight. So I love it. Yeah, that's what, that's what it's all about, bro. It's just taking that next step, you know, refinement, elevation. Um, and always find a reason, bro, because once you do it again and again and again, you got to find, okay, what's the next step? What's that? Because when, when you get to a, a very high level, the fucking the jump isn't the same because you're already fucking you're at a high level so it's not like every day all right i'm a pr and this and that and every day it's like no it's the little small gain so at the end of the off season you look back and be like okay i didn't fucking put on 70 pounds of muscle whatever but i took that last off season which i pr'd and everything and now i pr'd again and if it's by 20 pounds and this by 30 pounds and that's how you continue to grow um in every every single asset i love it i love it D, you got a follow-up for him? Yeah, I, there, there's, that's why we, we love social media, right? So there, I saw a, uh, a graphic going around, and it compared Max to the other three defensive linemen, defensive ends that are nominated top five, right? And they, they broke it down with uh, 18 different categories and statistics. Max leads yep. that list in seven of those, right? We got to put that list up for the people. Yeah, which is number one um, with who, who's winning in most of the, the 18 columns. Um, some of those that jump out, right? Snaps played, tackles. Like those are, there's wide margins with that. Now, yeah. what would you say that, that attributed to your massive leap forward to be able to be so well-rounded, right? We always talked about Max can't defend the run. This motherfucker comes <laughs> out and, and busts out 
crazy numbers and tackles, right? Leads the, the, the top five list. Now, what would you say uh, from this offseason helped you propel you forward to be this well-rounded um, and take the leap into the top five for defensive player of the year? Yeah, um, I, it's literally everything I just talked about. It's it's constantly being curious, constantly finding different ways to improve in every asset. So that applies directly to my game. And once the season comes, after the whole offseason goes, okay, three years in a row, I won the offseason award. I got three of them standing looking at me right now. That's the first step. And then we go to the next step, and that's, okay, now we're in training camp. How can I improve this training camp? And it's just, it's, it's the details, the smallest little things. It's the individual period It's doing it right every single time. So once I get onto the field, it's all muscle in, in muscle memory. It's not, all right, I'm trying to will myself. All right, this snap, I'm going to get him this time. It's like, no, is this, this is what I do. This is how I'm a machine. Yeah. I'm trained to do it this way every single time. And I'm not thinking about it. Once you're thinking, you're, you're already a snap. You're already a step behind. So for me, if I, I, that's why I do it every single day. And I, it's, I'm religious about it because there's no more free, like feeling more alive feeling than when you just go out there and you know, you're the fucking lion out there, you know, you're the, you're the one hunting people. And that's how I feel out there. So that's how I feel like I've, I've been able to elevate every single year because I, I reevaluate from the start of the off season and all right, this is what we're doing. We're going to, we're going to improve in this little way and boom, boom, boom. Then the foundation gets bigger and your crib, you you know, go from a 6,000 square foot house to a 20,000 square foot house. And then you go to a big, you know what I mean? So shit like that. That's, that's really what it comes down to. So that's how I feel like I've elevated. And also it's the mental side of it. Like I used to be able to try to prove everybody wrong. And like, for me, every time before the game, I say my prayer, I'm like, no, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm here to prove the ones right that believe in me and it's the small group of people y'all my wife my daughter my family the people closest to me that's my coaches my my teammates they expect me to go out there and be at my best i'm doing it for them because they need it from me and i'm i'm expected to do this and i've set that standard myself by the work i put in every day so that's that's what it really comes down to so yeah i trust me when i came in the league they were like he's a skinny rotational pass rusher he can't (laughs) he can't do the run you know what I mean? He's not good against yeah. the run. That's just immediately it was labeled on me from the jump. And I'm like, all right. Now fast forward five years. I have most tackles at DNs. I have most TFLs back-to-back years. I'm the highest graded run defender in the NFL, in the best yeah. league in the world. And I know I could be even better. So it's like, it sounds, people are like, oh, how do you mean you could be better? They said the same shit last year. Oh, Max is a career year. I'm like, no, I know I could be better. And right now people are saying, oh, he said, I know I can be better. There's a it's lot scary. of plays I left out there, and that's what pushes me, bro. It's like, how how great can I be? And that's what I'm chasing every single day. I was going to say, we got to go back and look, because I sent that video to the boys earlier of Max uh, when he was at the podium right after he got drafted. Night and day difference. That has oh to be God. one of the biggest transformations in fucking NFL history. Seeing this dude yes. at that podium to today, not the same person at all. No. Bleach blonde hair, like four tattoos to now. No, no, pounds heavier. no beard, nothing. No shirt. Crazy. Yeah. Baddie clothes. No shirt. Wrinkles, I, feel like, I feel like part of it, too, is Max is co- speaking on that point, Darian, from that where he started to where he is. It's like every fucking year, you're now you're just undeniable to people. Like, yeah. You're, oh, yeah. People are, I feel like. You've been doing this, but people are finally taking notice because you've been in their face play after play, game after game, season after season. Now people are like, oh, shit, you're right. This Max dude, I've been hearing his name 
every fucking time I turn the game on and then they love who you are. They love how you play the game. And it's like, okay, he's here to stay. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're yeah. up on that, 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 that upper echelon of players and people are just paying attention. I feel like now because you're undeniable and you're in their face and your gameplay is just next to fucking level, dude. So uh, no, I it's, appreciate it's awesome. it, bro. I yeah. appreciate it. And that's honestly the coolest thing from that is like, I was just talking, I'm not going to say who I was talking to today, but a very well-known, very good coach um, that I've gone against um, in the past. And he was just talking about, you know, how he schemed against me and what he had to, you know, leading into the week, what he was looking for and what he was doing. And like, that's the, the ultimate respect, like getting the respect from the fans and everything like that is incredible. You know, the fans are why, you know, we're able to make the money we make and do what we do on a daily basis. But also like that respect you get from the other players and the other coaches, like that's they're the ones that watch you more than anybody. They watch the film. They watch you on a snap to snap basis. They know where that's your holes at. Why they should vote for defensive player of the year, not the not the media. I know, I know. That's only a part of it. But at the, I yeah. trust me, I, I agree. But like, it, that's the crazy part is like even the fan vote or the player voted the NFLPA. It was me and Miles top one you know what I mean we're the only two edges and they voted me and that's my play the guys I play against in the league like I got guys from other teams already text me I had a dude just text me like 30 minutes ago um I'm not gonna say who but like another DN in the league he's asking me yo can we get on the phone um I want to know what you do in the off season I've had some of the best players in the league reach out to me asking me what is your routine like this you know in camp we went against the Niners Fred Warner, first dude comes up to me. Yo, we need to talk, bro. I'm like, what I do to you? What I, what happened? I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean we need to talk? I'm like, what happened? I, what up? And he he's like, yo, he's like, I've never seen anybody fly to fly around to the ball like you in my life. I've never seen it. He's like, what do you do? Blah blah blah. Let me get your number. Let's talk. And we still talk. Like, I he just hit me up after his last game. He's like, bro, we still need to talk more. He's like, I need to figure out more about the routine and and stuff like that. And he's a great player and that's the ultimate respect because the great, the great ones are always learning, always curious, always still trying to find how can I get better? And that's like, that's what it's all about to me. It's like, I I don't have all the answers. I still don't have the answers. And that's why I continue to get better because I'm always curious. I'm always trying to find how, you know, ways to, you know, ways to improve. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so speaking on like your routine on the off season, everything leading up to it, your preparation, things like that. Um, what do you think the team's biggest needs are going into off season, going into the draft to make that next step? As you're talking about, you know, you take that next step every day. What's the big hunch getting over now? Now that you have a stable front office, new coach, new GM, you know, ready to rock. What's the uh, what's the move? Yeah, you know, the the exciting part is we get a chance to build on what we already started, and uh, yeah. you know, we were five and four. Um, you know, but we were in every single game and we got a lot better in a very short time. So uh, this offseason, I know defensively, you know, we finished the top 10 defense in the league. I think in the last nine weeks, we we're the number one defense, uh, which is crazy. You know what I mean? It's like night and day. But um, it just gives, you know, we know what we need. You know, at the end of the day, we need to add depth. Um, I, th- I feel like on all three levels, we need another interior disruptor. Um, you need another corner, uh, you know, maybe another linebacker depth wise. Um, but you're always looking for improvement on the roster. So we've already done a a lot of good things in a short span as a defense, but the more you just add more fuel and add more weapons to that defense, I feel like you start there 
And then, um, you know, obviously I've seen Aiden uh, O'Connell did an interview yesterday and they're asking him about, you know, what's your, you know, what's your opinion on the quarterback situation, whatever. And he's like, you know, I fully expect them to, you know, bring in a quarterback and it to be a competition. And uh, I love that because Hell that's yeah. ultimate competitor shit. He's not like, yeah. oh, fuck, who are they going to bring? He's like, no, like, I know there's there's going to be a quarterback brought in and I'm, I'm, you know, looking forward to that competition. So, you know, it's not like an elephant in the room. You know, there's probably going to be a quarterback brought in as well. Um, a quarterback or two. Um, so, you know, that's going to be open competition. So if everybody's competing and we have depth at every position and everybody is a part of that culture and understands this is what we do, we work, we have, we smoke our shit, we talk our shit and we have fun, like then everybody's going to be playing for each other. And that's what you saw the second half of the season. So, you know, going into next year, that's what I fully expect to see is that for a whole, you know, whole course of the season and a bunch of, you know, wild dogs out there. So, um, it's exciting. You know, AP's fired up. Uh, I talked to Tom Telesco a few times already. Um, super good dude. And um, he has a great track record. He's drafted a ton of great players um, in the last 10 years over in uh, L.A. So, yeah. Um, yeah, bro, it's it's super exciting. And you know, I know the guys are fired up as well. So there's a lot more guys in the building now than there were last year. So um, it's good to see, bro. Yeah. Some people, say, some people say if you uh, – Tom Telesco. What is he? What's his Telesco? Sorry. Telesco. Um, yep. Telesco. He's a great quarterback evaluator. Obviously, you've seen what he did with Herbert. Um, yep. And some say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, right? I kind of disagree because you just hit on it. Iron sharpens iron. It's Aiden's already got a step ahead of whoever they bring, whether he's a first rounder yep. or not. He played in a shit ton of games this year. He got yep. better every time. Um, and the experience is something you can't teach. So it, I think it'll be good for the team in general. And when you have your, your leaders, especially at the quarterback position, I'll obviously yourself as a captain, but when you get those guys really pushing each other and you get going, I think big things are, uh, are on the horizon. So we look forward to that. D I think no D's question. got one for you too. From your perspective, what is the most valuable thing to have on the defensive line um, out to, to help you enhance your game? Right. Is that a um, pass rushing three tech? Is that another, you know, big name defensive end? What is what's more valuable uh, to you in your game, and then why? Um, yeah, you know, I feel like it starts in in the interior um, having disruptors. You know, it could be one. You know, some teams when you have an Aaron Donald or a Chris Jones, you got well, you got that dude playing three tech. You need Gosh, one is enough. Wow. I mean, yeah. he's wrecking shit. He's taking two, three people every single time. So it's like you have a guy that caliber. Um, you know, that's, that's basically all you need and somebody else who's to coordinate, you know, everything. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's the most important, find a super disruptive three technique. Tell them um, why, Max, because some people might not understand why they might think Max needs another end on the other side. So he's not getting double team, but tell them like why it's important if, if you yeah. can to have a, a guy in the middle. Well, it, it, it enables me to be able to speed rush more often i'm not thinking about okay is there enough push up front because i could win at seven eight yards but if there's no push in the middle then boom he's taken off and that's yeah. why i feel like our d-line took a big step this year is because we had guys like adam butler and jenkins and you know uh Bilal and those guys and they really improved and uh they helped our rush a ton like we've literally doubled our sack total um in just a year by those guys coming in and helping us inside so um you add another a piece a, you know another big name piece or a big time player and then I add another one like two three more guys to just have more fucking horses in the stable like kind of how San Fran does then yeah. I mean the more rushes you have the better so you keep adding weapons like that I mean Chris Chris Jones is a free agent Matabike is a free agent 
Christian Wilkins is a free agent. You got guys that are you know, a lot of really good rushers on the interior out there. And I know, you know, I mean, if I'm a, you know, a betting man, I would guess that, you know, we would try to go get somebody like that. So um, it starts up front. You know, I feel like it's the golden rule in football. If you have great O-line and D-line, like you're going to have success. Um, so you got to build through the trenches. And uh, I firmly believe in that. So, yeah, that's why it's super helpful. But when you look at the other end, you got Coons who went yep. ballistic the second half of the year. So when you have another guy like that over there, you let him keep building. You know what I mean? He just mm -hmm. he started to get his swag and his, his confidence and his play just kept getting better and better and better as the season went on. And next year, I expect it to be full-blown, nobody's blocking Malcolm. You know what I mean? And I have no no doubt about that. He's, he's only going to get better. So, um, yeah, I mean, we got Tyree as well, who's going to play yeah. inside and outside. You got, you know, uh, J-Rob, you got Adam, you got so many different guys. So you just keep adding dudes in the mix, and it's going to be scary. And then from the schematic side for an offense, I mean, that's, that, that's fucking tough. Right, you can't just do a full line slide one way, man up on the right side, and then chip because you're leaving the middle vulnerable. Um, so I mean, that's that's monumental. If you guys can, any any of the fucking names you just listed are, are I mean, game changers. No doubt, no doubt, and that's the thing. You got to have guys that you got to be on the same page. Like it's all about communication. Four equals one. Everyone on the same page. And if you have dudes winning one, it literally starts with winning your one on one. Yeah, that's that's the golden rule. Everyone talks about, oh, we got to run all these games and blah, 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 blah. None of that works unless you can win a one on one. And if you got four dudes, you got six dudes, you got seven dudes who can win consistently on one on ones, then it opens up everything because now the guards and tackles and center, they're worried. OK, I've gotten beat already. Now they're not expecting. Oh, shit. They think he's rushing that gets fucking ear hold and the game hits like a home run. So that's how the games open up. It starts with winning your one on one rushes. So. That's what it's all about. So we just keep adding guys like that. Tyree's going to be a lot better. And he got in, in literally from week one to week 18, he is a whole different player. Tyree was playing at a whole different level. So I expect him to take a big jump. Malcolm, all these guys to keep getting better. And they're just going to, you're going to see what happens. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's going to be scary for sure. Yeah. To that point too, D, you're talking about offensive line sliding and how that can be tough. Also, for a quarterback, when you guys are covering all lanes and you have push from the inside, I sure as hell hate not knowing where the hell I can be. step up into. Or, you yeah. know, a lot of guys, like, step up and then leave the pocket. It's going to be a lot harder when they're barreling those guys back in your face and on your lap. So, I look forward to it. And the draft is obviously a big piece of that for you guys, Max. But you hit on it. Free agency, I feel like, I hope, you know, in the past maybe it's been a little slower. But I hope this year – you know, the Raiders, Mark, and all those guys get to the drawing board and they pull in some guys from free agency, from other teams that, that are huge, huge impact players for you guys. For sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, it starts, the draft is huge, free agency is huge. Um, and knowing AP and Telesco, like, they're aggressive. They want to, like, we're here to win now. Um, you could already just tell, like, I, AP, I've been with them for a long time. I know how he is. He's like, boom, we're fucking getting him. I don't care what it costs, we're getting him. And yeah. so that's kind of his personality, and that's why, you know, the guys fuck with him. Um, but Telesco as well, he has a great track record. He's gotten a lot of great players. Um, he's not afraid to go, you know, bring that checkbook out and help, you know, bring in some dogs. So Amen. it's going to be interesting. Amen. So, you know, we, we just talked about some? Mark. I mean, we'd be, yeah, we just talked about Mark. I'd be remiss not to say it. Let's give our boy Mark a round of applause. He's a, he's a, he listened to the people. Hey, I mean, the big chat. 
That's huge. huge. That's awesome. I know that it was. It, it wasn't just Max who got on the podcast that's making headlines. It's not just um, the players. It's the city, the, the people around the, the organization. Um, so Condor you, you have the Condor oh, yeah. Cartel is roaring. roaring. They were rabid. Roaring. You have somebody that's in a position like Marcus, and usually it's, hey, my team, my decision, I know best. Uh, and, and that's usually yeah. what you think about owners, right? It becomes more of an egotistical thing. Um, but Mark, I mean, he proved a lot. He cares about this organization. He cares about the yeah. players' opinions. Um, he cares about yeah. what's best for the future of the brand of the Raiders. So, I mean, that's I, from the outside looking in, that was fucking awesome to see because he went with AP and then he went with Telesco, with, who's proven, right? Everybody was a little worried yeah. about the AP decision. Everybody had, had a little bit of hesitancy. But then you come in <laughs> with uh, the second hire and he's got a proven yeah. track record. So, I mean, let's just one more for Mark Davis. Yeah. That's awesome. One more for Mark. That's fantastic. 100%. Mark and Mark. And Max, Please you take steps every single day. Have you seen being around Mark for five, six, going on six years now? Have you seen growth in Mark as well as a, as an owner and, you know, being more active? You know, that's a learning curve as well. I know he's been doing it for a while, but have you seen growth in your time being with him to some of the points that Darian's hit on? Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, me and Mark since day one have had an awesome relationship and he's been very open about what he wants, you know, how, you know, when we came to Vegas, he's like, we're going to bring a championship to Vegas. We want to win here. Um, it's not just about being in Las Vegas and the lights and everything. Like it's about winning at the end of the day. The motto is just win, baby. You know what I mean? That's not, that's his dad came up with that a long time ago and they live by that. They got three Super Bowls, uh, you know, living by that motto. So uh, yeah, you know, me and Mark, you know, we've, our relationship, we're super close and we have a lot of conversations and, you know, for us, you know, seeing him, um, you know, grow as a leader, um, and just, you know, not only, like you said, Darian, like you would think you would think about owners, they would be closed minded. No, this is my fucking decision, whatever. Like he has great people in his corner. He trusts his players. He trusts his coaches. He trusts the fan base. And all he wants to do is win. And that's literally all I want. At the end of the day, regardless of the fact, I want people who are, have my mindset. I'm finding that 1% every single day. How could we take, how could we elevate? How could we change? How could we grow? and go in the right direction. And so seeing, you know, him make these, uh, de these decisions so far in the off season has been awesome. Um, I'm fired up about it. Um, you know, me and Mark have already, you know, had a ton of great conversations, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, we're fired up about the future, couple, man. And a couple know, conversations over cigars, right? I mean, that's stogies, stogies, Big stogies. And, Hey, yeah, no what's doubt. Mark like for the people back home? Like when you get them out of that realm, you're sitting there at the table at eight lounge, shout out eight lounge, um, shout, out Elon, shout out Giuseppe, the man. Shout out Giuseppe, wonderful guy. What's it like though, hanging with Mark? Is he a good dude, good personality? What's it like hanging with him? Yeah, I mean, Mark is one of the nicer dudes you'll ever meet. He's cool as hell, um, great personality. He's one of the guys. So um, it's not like I'm sitting there with my you know shirt buttoned up and I gotta be somebody that I'm not. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's okay. It's not that at all. But it's literally I could fully be myself um and just be honest and he asked he wants my opinion on things and you know as a player like we talked about in the you know a couple episodes ago it's like i just want to be heard i'm not saying this is my decision i want this or whatever it's like i just want to be heard and be considered and that's what it's all about we're all raiders at the end of the day i want to retire a raider i want to be here for the long haul and i want mark to be on a damn float with the trophy above his head you know what i mean like i want that for him so for me like you know it's in any relationship, you're going to have ups and downs and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's all love and we're all on the same mission to the same thing. So, 
yeah, bro, it's it's super exciting. I'm happy for him. I'm happy we got AP back. Uh, like you said, Telesco, great hire as well. Um, we just got to keep improving and, and moving forward. So I know the guys are fired up as well. I know that from the, the episode where you really took your stance of you know, back in AP, um, there's mixed messages from people. They're like, oh, he doesn't want to be here. And obviously, we all know that's the absolute furthest thing from the truth. Right? Yeah. I mean, Mark's tapped in. Did you guys have a conversation and kind of talk about your guys' relationship? Because I know how close you guys are. Um, yeah. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to go into everything we talked about. Um, you yeah. know, that's between me and him. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all love and mutual respect. He knows I want to be a Raider. He's told me he wants me to be a Raider. That's no secret at all. Um, and yeah, obviously, there's mixed messages. People, you know, saying, you know, you're, there's nobody above the shield and whatever. And I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not, I don't emotionally react to anything. I let everything play out. And then I assess the situation and I'll talk to the person man to man and we'll have that conversation. So um, we talked a little bit, but yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to obviously see each other here soon as well. Uh, me and him, we, we see each other often, especially in the off season. We definitely link up for our cigars and everything like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's like anything like your a relationship isn't just boom. It goes one way. Everything's happy and positive and great. Like when you're on a, a road to win and greatness and there's a lot on the state, there's, you know, a lot at stake there's going to be bumps in the road. You know what I mean? There's going to be emotional reactions to certain things. There's nobody's going to be perfect. So yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, like I know some of the fan base, you know, was upset um, about what transpired and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I'm passionate about being great and passionate about winning. And that's what I want to do. I want to win here. And, uh, you know, I felt like sharing my opinion, um, you know, was the best thing to do in that, in that, uh, you know, circumstance. And I stand on that. So at the end of the day, yeah, me and Mark, you know, we, we <laughs> fucking stand on 10, but I stand on business. And uh, I love, at the end of the day, I love, I love the Raiders. I love my guys and me and Mark, you know, we're, we're super close. So, um, you know, it's all love at the end of the day. Yeah, that's awesome. I know we got to get going. Cause I know it's a short one. Last thing before we get to the, around the league with our boy Creel here, uh, Max, the AFC <clears throat> West. Now you got Andy Reid. you have Jim Harbaugh. Now you have Sean Payton. And then you have AP. You got a all offensive-minded coaches except for one, your guy, um, AP. Are you looking forward to the chess matches that are going to be, you know, going to be happening here in the season? And then just your thoughts on like all these offensive-minded coaches. And you guys got that one, um, you know, guy that's obviously a defensive guy for you guys. What do you think? Is that a plus, minus? Um, and how do you kind of attack that going forward? Um, you know, I'd, at the end of the day. Um, you know, AP said it best. He said, not everybody's meant to be a Raider. And AP's meant to be a Raider. I'm meant to be a Raider. Mark Davis is a Raider from birth. Everybody has a, is, is different <laughs> on this side. You know what I mean? We're the dark side. Shit's a little bit different over here. And that's how we carry ourselves. So, you know, you hear all this, the Sean Payton, the Jim Harbaugh, the Andy Reeds, got a ton of respect for them. They're great at what they do. At the end of the day, the Raiders are the Raiders. We worry about the Raiders and worry about our business and we'll take care of it when the time comes, but, um, we love it. You know, at the end of the day, AP, I've said this is day one. He's a man for the job and we believe in him. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, ton of work. Obviously it's only January. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a ton of room to grow and we're, we're fired up for what, you know, what's, what's here to come. I love it. I love it. Well, perfect. Krill, before I jump over to you, brother, for around the league, really quick, if this is your first time tuning into the rush, like subscribe, 
Grab your friend's phone. Subscribe for you, for them. Do what you need to do. You know what I mean? I would say be a friend, but I'm not going to do that. Just be a man for others. Be a woman for others. Go above and beyond and go like, subscribe, share this across platforms because it's going to be in front of your face whether you like it or not. So might as well be nice. a part of the of the wagon and don't jump on too late. You know what I mean? So Creel, kick it over to you, brother. Around the League, yep. which is sponsored. This segment is sponsored by Zen. So get you some and Creel, I'll send it to you, buddy. Big shout to Zen Water. Let's go. Yes, Let's go. Talk to so him. So it's eight. Yeah, championship weekend, man. So it all comes down. 17 weeks, regular season. Two weeks survival here now. Four teams left. First game, AFC side. Ravens hosting the Chiefs. Um, it was a big question. Can Mahomes win on the road? He's been, you know, had the blessing of getting home field advantage throughout his entire career. Uh, proved that wrong. I think Buffalo is probably one of the harder places to play. Uh, obviously they came out on top there going down to Baltimore. Also very, very, uh, rowdy down there. So you have that game starting off and then the ending slate for the championship weekend, you got Sam Fran hosting Detroit lions, which is kind of the Cinderella story of the entire NFL this year. You know, some people had a far shot that they're going to take that next step, become a playoff team, but you know, they've taken immense steps and now are light years ahead of where, where they were just before that hire of Dan Campbell and now he's you know take that whole entire city on his back and made it his mission to get to where he is and he's fulfilled his promise so with that being said let's get right into the uh, picks right yeah let's do it baby we'll who's kicking it off Creel Creel really off. quick I think I think Max and I called the Chiefs dub I know that's not a fan favorite in the comments but no yeah I think you guys were the only only ones that's on what that. it is you know what I mean I was three we're here to win I we're here to win on the weekend. We don't we don't play with emotion. We play with with straight brain power. I'm not gonna lie. I I picked the Bills and chose on game day the Chiefs. So yeah, I had so to yeah. I had to follow. I had to follow. <laughs> All right, what's the standings though? What, who's the leaders? What's that leaderboard talking about? Yeah, I think Max yeah. is number one. I think Darian. I think you're in second place. I don't have the actual numbers next oh. to me, but no, uh, no, I think no, it's a tie. No. I think We're it's a tie. Guys. I think it's eight two. Me and yeah, me and Darian and are eight and two. Y'all are six and four. I don't care. Probably Let's just get on with this. I don't care. Come on now. <laughs> can't tie either. Can't tie either. No one a one b. Fuck. I'll uh, I'm kicking us off. So Sunday three o'clock. Uh oh. I'll be short and sweet. I think mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore's the better um team here. They uh, are gonna be the ones to dethrone KC. The story's over. It has to be over, right? You think. But for many reasons, uh, Lamar, MVP candidate, uh, their defense, I personally think a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, but I think Baltimore has a better overall defense than KC does. Um, And I just think they're better all the way around. And it'll be a shootout. It'll be a tight game. Mahomes is never going to go on the road and get embarrassed by anyone. So I'm going to go with 31-28 Baltimore. Okay, cool. I, I like that. that. I See, like I was that. I'm a I, I'm a little bit around that ballpark. I think there's going to be points scored. No doubt. Um, I'm going to rock out with the Ravens. Um, I was going to say a 35-28 game. Ravens take this 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 dub. I'm, I'm wow, gonna... it's Harbaugh's wow. ear. Huh? The Harbaugh's ear. <laughs> wow, yeah. the yeah. Bros. Yeah. All right, so me, huh? So I'm trying to really lock in here. I'm really trying to take my heart away from this a little bit because I spent a little bit of time with Lamar. I love Lamar. I think he's an awesome guy. I think he's deserving to get some wins in the playoffs, um, and I think he can totally do it. That being but... said, I think the Chiefs are going to get it done again. Uh... Everyone's going to look stupid 
because <laughs> they've been here before. I feel like this is yeah. just another recording from last week, but he's done this. They've been here. Um, you saw that Kelsey scores two touchdowns now, beating Gronk right. and Brady's record with him and Mahomes. Um, yeah, finally. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be – I think the Chiefs coming out of top. I think it is a close game. It's going to come down the end, maybe a Buckner kick to win it. And I'm going to say um, – 27 to 24 Chiefs. Mm. Wow. Wow. What to All right, do boys. I just want you all to answer a couple questions for me as I ask them, and then I'll, I'll we'll give, my, give my you know, synopsis. <laughs> Both great quarterbacks, right? Correct. Yeah. Both great defenses, right? Yes. Great. I think Ravens are better, but yes. Yeah, both great. Yeah. Who's the best quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Who do you trust the most? I have to say Mahomes. Darian, I want you to answer too. Don't 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 exile yourself. I want you to say it out of your mouth. I do, but Mahomes has to depend on a lot of other people. And if that doesn't work out, Lamar Jackson can make shit happen on his own. Okay, so what's your answer? Yeah, I, I'm giving you a, what, a yes or no. An ultimatum. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm brave. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm going to have to sit here and unfortunately say that I believe it is going to be a very good game, very tight-knit. It's going to come right down to the end. And the man I trust more is Patrick Mahomes. And I could say this. Obviously, I might be a little biased. I play him twice a year, but I think everybody would agree with me. I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson. He is an MVP, probably going to win the MVP, um, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league without a doubt. But when it comes down to it in a tight game, I would put my money. Obviously, I'm not putting my money. We're not betting on NFL. So yeah, let's that clarify that really quick. Let's yeah. clarify that real quick. In case, Roger, you're, you're tuned in on the rush. If you are, subscribe, like, and comment. But yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Raj in the chat. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I trust Mahomes. I've seen it up close and personal. In the biggest games, he steps up in the biggest way. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be a close one. The Chiefs are gonna pull it out. Thirty to twenty-four. Kansas City wins on the road and go to the Super Bowl. Max and I follow okay. up again with the Chiefs. Yep. One more no, thing to add to it. One more thing to add to it. Is this Andy Reid's last season? This could be a huge part no. of it. That's word on the street. What if they win or, they or if or if they, they got bored. bored? They got bored. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. They yeah, they got bored. Yeah, they probably. Yeah, that's a something. Brable or Belichick might be coming to take his spot. But let's get on to the next one. That's nonetheless. That's yeah. tough. I knew it was a reach when I see Belichick was the one that potentially yeah. could replace him. I'm like, okay, someone's really fucking reaching here. Someone's <laughs> bored. Yeah. Is, is he gonna coach? He's now it's like job. the Falcons. Yeah. It's like which we, everyone thought it was like boom done. Now it's like Rah. I think he's going to be on TV. I think he's going to show up about one year TV. Or now you're now Broden. I'll I'll double down on what you said. If you're talking about KC, I think they have too much success to rid away from what's working. Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. They've been to six straight AFC titles. The only thing that's on the back burner is if Jerry Jones gets super anxious of winning now he might cam mccarthy and in that case i could see belichick yeah. running straight in yeah so like you're saying mid-season mm-hmm. fire possibly with no no i'm talking the, i'm talking about before this, this next season happens like here soonish okay he's gonna have to go on back on his word then because he's saying he's, he already said he's saying he's back yeah he oh, said he's wow. back 
But to your point, Creel, that could happen with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I could get Vrabel and let him go. I could oh, see Vrabel shit. coaching the Cowboys. Imagine him and the Cowboys. That that yeah. makes sense. Up in arms. That yeah. looks Vrabel's right. too good of a coach to not be on a team, right? No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he, he deserves a job. I mean, there's two open still. I mean, the, I think the Commanders and uh, yes. who else? Who else is open job? Commanders. The Panthers got filled. Panther. Yeah. Oh, Panthers they got just filled. Got filled. Yeah. Panthers got filled. from the Bucks. So it might be one or two spots open. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, be interesting. Is Seattle? Is Seattle filled? Oh no, Seattle's oh, still open. I see Vrabel. I see Vrabel going to Seattle. I see Ben Johnson going to the to Washington. That's my prediction. So people love Ben Johnson. Yeah. Huh. Clip that right. one. Interesting yep. name to throw out there, no doubt. All right. Six p.m. kickoff, Levi Stadium. I want to say the Lions. I really do. I love oh, Dan Campbell. Man. I love Darius the story. Stress. I love it. You know, I mean, I really do. I want. I'm not even from Detroit, but I'm all for. You know, I mean, people who haven't won to taste. You know, that success, get a full blown Super Bowl. There's nothing bigger for a sports city than to win a Super Bowl. You can say what you want. Winning a Stanley Cup, winning a World Series. No, 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 no. Are you an MCDC fan? What's up? Are you an MCDC fan? (laughs) Dan Campbell. No, no I, hey. Dan Campbell. In case you guys don't know, okay. I have to break Thank it up. Yeah, like, we don't live in Detroit. Me too. I was gonna say, what the hell does that mean? I'm, I'm like, like, is that a band? band? Yeah, yeah. Like, ACDC, but he's yeah. but he's like not right. He's got a great band. cover band. Yeah. Anyhow, going back, uh, I just think that went in on the road against San Fran is just too tall of a task. I don't know if grit will win on this one when you're just kind of out outmatched at different levels. Uh, I'm going to have to go with San Fran 28 to 17. Okay. Safe pick. I like it. You know, I've been really, uh, I've been yeah. really holding it in. I've been trying to be good and not go on a, a oh, nice run. Yeah. Let, let it rip. But, I'm saying fuck Sam Fran straight up. Oh, I'm thinking I see a little bit of <laughs> I see a little bit of Cincinnati Bengals Good. in the uh, in, in the Lions. You know when the Bengals went on the run and they they went to the Super Bowl they, out of nowhere, right? Joe Burrow started balling. I think that the Lions they, they make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to give away a pick if I think they're going to win because I don't know who they're going to play, but I think they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that Brock Purdy. You said it last week that they're going to force him to play quarterback, and I don't think that they they necessarily forced him more than he just exposed himself. He overthrew and missed so many open throws that I, I can't bet on that. But did he? That. Did he make it happen when it counted? He did. He did. But I think that the Lions' defense is going to be on his ass. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to say it's not going to be a crazy, crazy shootout. I'm going to go with a twenty twenty. Oh, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, it's awesome. I think Brock Purdy gets too much slander. I'm probably part of that slander. I think he does a great job. I think he they drafted a guy at the third uh, overall pick, Trey Lance, who couldn't do what he's doing mm-hmm. in a system that they're claiming that's what 
what's making Brock Purdy, right? So I think he's a lot better player than they give him love for. Yeah. Um, I think he's cerebral, which that's a huge part of playing quarterback that people just don't understand, I feel like. Um, he knows what they want to do in that system. I think he does a great job. That being said, this city is burning. I'm in Detroit. It's Everyone wants it. They want it. They're going to be on that field if they can. Um, I feel like Foxy over on Pat McAfee right now, but we're going to be rocking with the Lions, baby. And I'm thinking that San Fran, depending on if it's raining or not, I don't know. Jared Goff's going to just put his big sack down, which is a great segment here on the show. And he's going to just, he's going to demand them to pay him the off season. He might not bring him a Super Bowl, but he will get them there, uh, which nonetheless might be a victory for every Detroit fan. So I will say Lions, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20 to 18. Oh. Wow, weird, weird. Two safeties? Two safeties? Maybe something sketchy? I don't know. (laughs) I don't pick it. I could be scripted. I got a question for you, Brogan, real quick for, for Brock Purdy. The slander that he receives, I can agree with you because I just said fuck Sam Fran, right? But I don't I don't think he's a bad quarterback. No. I think that he made a mistake early in the game and he let it haunt him and affect his play, which affected his like not throwing it down deep and then like hesitating a little bit and then missing these wide open throws. So if Detroit can get in can make him second guess himself early, then uh yeah, that's the that's the effect I get. I don't think he's he's cheeks. I don't yeah. think he's cheeks. I think they no. got to get out to an early lead again. I think we yeah. said this with the Packers, um, but I think it's important for the Lions to get out on top. Jameer Gibbs is a dumb, nice running back. He's up right. and coming. I think if they can find a way in the pass game, along with the run game, to get him going, that's going to be big. But Jared Goff is taking on like this inner Dan Campbell, right? He's got this little yeah. like dog in him coming out, which is crazy. He's got that list. It's hard to feel like he is getting pissed off or not. Um, but I think he's doing it. I think it's going to be a big time dub for the Lions. Those hogs up front too. They're, wow. they're, they're, they're paving that way for the Lions. Great offensive that, line. That offensive line is they're, they're solid. So what, what do you got? Wow. I mean, I've really, I've thought, I've been back and forth all week. Come on. I, I truly believe cousins. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to keep it very honest and real. I feel like Debo Samuel, unfortunately, is not a hundred percent. And that is going to play a big role in this game. Debo Samuel is their engine. He is the guy that gets everything going for them. With him not being 100% himself, I fully expect the Detroit Lions to go into San Fran and come out with the win. And I and I'm gonna say this. And this and and I'll give you and I'll give you the main reason. That was just the Debo was just a part of it. The main reason is I don't think they have the Lions figured out. I don't think anybody has figured out how to stop Ben Johnson's offense. Everyone has seen the Niners play. They win by just, we're better than you, and we know it. Shout out to uh, Dodgeball. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Fucking <laughs> <Peter laughs> Globo Jim. Peter, yeah. Globo Jim. We're better than you, and we know it. <laughs> um, that's, that's how the Niners movie. win the, the best movie of all time. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> no, Stuffing it, Cotton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's stuffing the pizza in his Johnson. That's fucking... He has a little pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the greatest movie. Okay, back to... Back to back to my prediction. He's walking down the stairs, just reading the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> anyway, it's so good. I just this is why I do not think the Lions. People have not figured out the Lions. Ben Johnson's young. He hasn't been around for too long. His system is very dangerous. He's got a lot of weapons, and people are like, "Oh, they're outmatched." They got an All Pro, got a first team All Pro receiver. They got a Pro Bowl level quarterback. They got Pro Bowl level guys on the defense. They got the best O line in football. Damn near. Um, I think this team is really underrated. And people keep finding reasons to like knock them, but I agree with you with the Bengals thing. That year the Bengals went, nobody could figure that shit out, and they were just lighting people up. I think the Lions are going to light them up low-key, and the Niners are low-key stumbling into this game. They got some dudes banged up. I know Trent Williams isn't 100%. I think the Detroit Lions win 28-21. to I like that. I like yep. that. If yep. you don't have Trent Williams, you don't have a team. You don't have an offense. What do we got there? Lions by that. a zillion, just re- resurfacing. Uh, yes, that's a good segment. All right, that's that was great, good shit. Great pick too. I love that, guys. I like that, and it definitely took a you know strange turn with the dodgeball references, but <laughs> yeah, it was definitely needed. needed. It was no, that's totally thing, needed. That's tough. One thing we can say though, boys, we will be together for the last game of the season, which will close out our our uh, picks, right? So we there's going to mm-hmm. be a winner, there's going to be a loser. So whatever that punishment reward is, we'll be together for it. One hundred percent. That's a good transition, Max. Do you want to uh, real quick touch on some merch really quick for the for the Condor Cartel and anyone tuning in, and then give them a little Super Bowl week preview for them and let, what they can expect from the boys here on the Rush. Absolutely. You know, I'm gonna just start off with a little story and experience I had this week. I walk in on Monday. I'm fired up to get in some you know some some great rehab early in the morning. I walk in. Chris Cortez, our head trainer, he walks in has the uh what is it called what does it say relentless with me smoking a cigar our new merch t-shirt he's rocking the t-shirt thin gold chain he was fired up he walked in ready to see me he knew i would be the first guy there he walked in just chest pumped out he was ready to go and he was rocking our merch so if you want to get like chris cortez the head trainer of the las vegas raiders go to our website right now and go buy the merchandise we got more shit coming we got the obviously my logo we got the hats the t-shirts the hoodies we also got the relentless shirts as well the tony soprano inspired we got some scarface inspired type deals we got a lot of mob shit and that's obviously you know uh, that's that's literally my way of life i live like you know i try to be like tony as a leader um in a lot of ways so at the end of the day more merch coming keep buying that shit up keep tagging us online more of you guys are tagging us on the stories we highly appreciate it um, it means a lot. So uh, we love you guys. Keep buying that merch. Let's go. Hey, tell them a little bit about Super Bowl week too while you're at it. You don't mind. A little bit about Super Bowl week. I'm going to be a very busy man. You know, I'm going to be in the building even earlier than expected. Um, very bright and early getting into work before we have a lot of things going on. We're going to have our first live show as a podcast. We are fired up about that. We have our sponsors, you know, Team New Era. New Era is going to be involved. We got... The Fanatics family is going to be involved. Uh, a lot of different, a lot of different people from a lot of different, you know, great places and great. Some you know, things we can't announce. Businesses and organizations. We can't. Yeah, we can't fully say everything. But yeah. I would just say this: we got a lot of great things coming. Super Bowl week, we're going to be live and active as can be, cooking like Harden and uh, doing our thing. So everyone, tune in. We will be out and about um, and pushing the rush, pushing. DPOY pushing a lot of things. Yes. Uh, but we're content, fired up. Baby. You know, the boys are going to be in town. We're going to be pushing content first pushing and foremost. Pete. We're going to have vlogs. We might Week have long. like two. We might have a, just an ongoing. We might make a Titanic long vlog that just covers so the whole excited. weekend. Just, 
Vegas. No, I'm so for nine days. Up. So there's gonna be some, what? Be some content. There's gonna be a lot of content. Place. It's gonna be iconic, and uh, you know we're gonna have our our you know rush house, um, which is gonna be incredible. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have a great time, and we're gonna do our thing. So it's uh, we got a lot of great things coming. Amen, so with that, if we're doing a live show, that means it's gonna be live audience. If we're gonna have a live audience, we gotta have them rocking that merch. So if we, if we see yes. the rush, that's the easier to, to get pointed out by the man, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it, we want to see that all over Vegas. That would be badass. You have the Super yeah. Bowl in your city. No also, question. Yeah. Have no some question. Of those great questions. You, oh, sorry, Max. No doubt. Oh no, no, you're good. I mean, you're 100 spot on. Be ready to ask questions. Um, if you're rocking that merch, best believe oh. we're gonna have a bag full of stogies. And we'll be tossing stogies to people with the merch. So if you want a stogie from your boy, you can rock that it. merch. And we're going to be tossing them out like candy. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, we're yeah. going to be fired up about that. I mean, during the pod, if it's live, if we're allowed to light in that bitch, I'm lighting a stogie in there because wow. that is what I do. And this is what we yeah. do. So yeah. that is what we will do. We're fired up about it. Um, Turn them alarms off. Bunch of different locations. <laughs> exactly. Turn the smoke alarm off. We're going to light that bitch up. We're going to have some fun. So we appreciate it. Amen, buddy. Amen. Let's close Amen. them out here. Let's get you back to what you need to do. Well, first of all, I really appreciate you guys. Um, man, we just, we're so pumped to just show you guys what this is evolving to. Um, and we wouldn't be there without you. So, Max, I'll let you close out for the Condor Cartel because you are the Condor himself. Absolutely. I appreciate you blessing me with that. Um, obviously, like we talked about, you know, we got a lot of things coming up. We got the merch going on. Go get your merch. We got live shows coming. Bring your merch to the live show. We got a lot of different things coming, and we also have a lot of huge announcements coming that we cannot, we can't say yet. But I'm just gonna say that not yet. Darian, Darian's gonna, Darian's gonna be mad at me. We got some big shit coming. You know, diesel size big shit coming. You know what I mean? Duncan breaking backboard type big shit. We're excited. We're fired up. Keep tuning in. Off the glass. Comment. Like, subscribe, YouTube, iHeart, Apple, Spotify. Everyone keep tuning in. We love you guys so much. We appreciate you. This is episode 17 of The Rush. We want to have Robert Spillane on here. Yeah. We're really sorry about that, but we will get him on soon. He was getting on an airplane. He's like, do I just need to call? I'm like, Spillane, I want to do it right. I want I want to see right. your face. I want to in see person. your lack of neck in front of my screen. I want it right here up close in person. I want the pyramid right in front of me. So uh, up Robert Spillane right? as well. Shit. He might be a Super Bowl guest. We're going to have all type of guests. But again, episode 17. We love you guys. This is The Brush with my brothers. We're out of here. Love you guys. Let's go. Peace. Bye.